Welcome to Experimental. I'm your host, Justin Wise, a pastor turned business consultant for growth-minded entrepreneurs and experts. It's my mission to help you time travel into your preferred future, find the highest and best use of your time, build a business chock full of profit so you can design the life and business you want. If you want to hear how other experts and leaders are using creativity and experimentation to grow their businesses, this is the show for you. All right, everybody. This is Bulletproof Your Business. Now, I'm just trying this out. What I'm, kind of the context for this, aside from the obvious, aside from the fact that the global economy is just getting punched right in the gut, I talk to entrepreneurs all day. Every day, I have my clients are entrepreneurs, our agency clients are entrepreneurs. Some of them make multi-millions. Some of them are, are in the high six figures. Some of them are in the mid to low six figures. But this is what's on everybody's mind right now is probably what's on your mind, which is, hey, how am I going to do this? And whether or not you're thinking about that directly, whether that's first thing on your mind when you wake up or not, there's still this idea, this notion that we're all walking around with in business of how's this going to work? And so I'm putting together this series called Bulletproof Your Business because I want to give you one actionable tip every time we go live. The rhythm, I'm not quite sure how we're going to do this yet. At the very least, we'll do this once a week. Uh, most likely, it will be more than that. But I just want to set the expectation that it's going to be done at least once a week. And so today, what I want to talk to you about is how to reduce your economic footprint. So when we talk about having a bulletproof business, basically what I mean is a business that can survive in any economy. You have levers to pull and buttons to push in any economy to keep things moving, to keep things going. And what I have found is that a lot of entrepreneurs are experiencing seasonal shock. So we've only ever been in an up market for the last decade. Everything's only been going up, 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 up. And that's the environment that most of us have started and grown our businesses in. But the reality is we're quickly approaching a market that is not going to be up. <laughs> the market will be down and we will have to continue to build our businesses in the face of that. So it's like summer, okay? Most of us have only ever built a business, seasonally speaking, when it's summer. You're having the barbecues, the backyard picnics, you got the shorts on, <laughs> you're just chilling with your shades on. Everything's great. The weather's nice. But as you know, summer turns into fall, which turns into winter. And most of us have the business equivalent of going from summer to winter overnight. So today's uh, easy, quick tip, the simple tip is to decrease your economic footprint. How do we do that? How do you reduce or downsize your economic footprint? Well, it's really simple. There's an exercise that we do, but we use a Trello board to do this just about once a quarter. And it's super simple. There's three columns and three columns on the Trello board are must have, nice to have, need to cut. And we use a Trello board like that for a bunch of different expenses in our business. The first on that list is subscriptions. I don't know about you, but I sign up for subscriptions like I feel like every other day. And if you're not careful, those can build up, those can amass. And if you're not paying attention, those can quickly add up in terms of, of your expenses. So what I'll do is about once a quarter, and I used to do this monthly, but we've gotten things under control now. But once, once a month when we were doing it more frequently, we'll go that direction. 
I would print out credit card statement. All of our expenses are on a credit card and then go through line by line and pull out the subscriptions and say, is this a must have for our business? In other words, do we have critical business processes that would fail or at least be significantly impacted if we didn't have this software, if we didn't have this subscription? Then it goes into the must have. If it's a nice to have, like for instance, one of the platforms that even to this day is in the nice to have is Typeform. Typeform is an online survey platform. And the reality is if push came to shove and I needed to free up some cash, if I needed to downsize our economic footprint, Typeform would be on the chopping block because essentially I can have the same functionality with a free platform like Google Forms. And then need to cut are those subscriptions that through my analysis, I can see very clearly like, I don't need this anymore. I don't want this anymore and I'm going to cut it. And then you can go in afterwards. You don't cut it then, but you set a time on your calendar to say, okay, this is when I'm going to go and chop my expenses down on my subscriptions. It's super simple. It's super easy. Every single time I've done it, the first time I did this, it ended up saving us like 1500 bucks a month. That's one five zero zero, 1500 bucks a month. So if you add that up, what is that? 12, that's $18,000. Gee whiz, I still can't believe that. 18,000 bucks from one simple exercise. It took us about a half day the first time I did this. And if you would have said to me, hey, do you wanna make $18,000 in four hours? What would you say? Well, of course you would say yes. <laughs> and that's essentially what that did. It gave me back $18,000. Now it was over the course of a year, but still it's $18,000 to my bottom line that I wouldn't have had otherwise, all from a half day of work. Now in that mix, in reducing your or downsizing your economic footprint, the other things that we include in there are team members. Now this was much more pertinent for me once we had, back when we had a much larger team, but there still is quarterly validity to going through and saying, okay, of my team members, which ones are must-haves, which ones are nice-to-haves, which ones are need-to-cut. Now, if you can't get out of the seeing the person, what I uh, encourage you to do is do this from a position standpoint. So don't necessarily think about the position, think about the role. If you, you might go through and you say, well, this role is a must-have in my business. Like for me right now, and really since I started, an assistant is in a must-have role. I will cut everything else before I cut my assistant because at this point she's become my right arm. So that goes into must-have. Then you have your nice-to-haves. You know, back when we were running a much larger agency, we had multiple project managers, okay? And those multiple project manager roles were in the nice-to-have. We would have one in the must-have and then we would have the majority of the positions, not people, but the positions in the nice to have. And then of course, I will not go into the details though, but we did have positions that were need to cut and those got cut eventually. And as our top line revenue ebbed and flowed over different courses of business, those lists changed. But doing that before you need to make a decision will make it 10 times easier for you when it's time to make a decision. We also do that for what we call collaborators. I borrowed that term from Dan Sullivan. And collaborators are basically the way we consider or classify vendors and partners. So they're not on our payroll. They're not W-2 employees, but they are collaborators. We collaborate with them to further the interests of the business. These are folks who are doing stuff on the backstage and on the front stage. And we do the same categorization for them. Must have, nice to have, need to cut. 
And then also lastly, kind of uh, as a part of this training, what I'd also include in there are interest fees, credit card minimums and payments, and debt servicing. Listen, the last thing on the planet, your bank, your lender, American Express wants is you to default. They don't want, in the case that it's a business loan, they don't want whatever you may have put up for the security of the loan. They don't want to repossess your house. Business credit cards, you know, they don't want you to default on your payments. So if you're in danger of that, or you feel like, man, these are getting, this monthly nut is getting a little too big for me to crack, go talk to your lenders. Go talk to the credit card companies. We've been an Amex company for many, many years, and I am just, the main reason why I stick with Amex is because of the way that they treated us so kindly back when I had a giant mountain of business credit card debt. And I feel like I got to know some of those folks on a first name basis because I would call in and I would say, hey, this month, I can't do this, but I can do this. Will that be okay with you? Now, this was back, you know, this was many years ago, but they were super willing to work with me because they would rather get something than nothing. And so being able to go back and say, hey, listen, guys, things are a little tight right now. Even if my minimum payments, like I'm not going to make that this month, but here's what I can do. They're going to be way more willing to work with you than if you just stiff them. That's going to stretch out the cash that you do have and give you a little more breathing room. But like I said, every single time that I've done this economic downsizing, reducing my footprint, we come out of the other side with hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars extra every single month that we can use to further our business purposes. So if you want that form that we use, if you want to see the Trello board in action, just drop a note in the comments. We'll loop back and get that to you, that link to you. We're going to continue this series. The next one of Bulletproof Your Business is protect your existing revenue streams. Protect your existing revenue streams. And so today's Bulletproof Your Business is uh, the only one that is focused on contraction or reduction. Everything else is go, 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 go. Everything else is accelerator. Everything else is hit the gas. So this is the only one. And I like to start out with this because, you know, the quickest way to, to make money is to save money. And notice what's not on that list. If you've been paying attention, I could see this li- the list here. You can't see the list, but I can. But what's on the list or what's not on the list rather is marketing. And so one of the things that we're actually encouraging people to do is at the very least on our agency side of our business and on the consultancy side of the business. So we do paid traffic for high six-figure, seven-figure, and eight-figure businesses. And then on the consultancy side, we consult and teach and walk people through how to build what we call the digital ecosystem. And part of that ecosystem includes paid traffic. One of the things that we do not recommend right now is people make adjustments or reductions to their ad spend. Here's why. Even if you keep your ad spend the same rate, okay, it's supply and demand. Think back to economics 101 in high school, right? What is the law of supply and demand? As supply goes down, demand goes up. And when demand goes up, prices go up. Now, what's happening actually is the opposite right now. So supply on the advertising side is going way up because fear-based businesses are pulling back on their ad spend in this particular context. 
So when you do that, you have an increase in supply because demand is reduced, which means the increase in supply. Look what's happening with oil right now. The market is being flooded with oil. Well, what's happening? The prices at the pump are what? Going down. And the same exact thing is happening on the ad side of things. So we're telling people, hey, listen, if you can, increase your ad spend because your clicks are going to be cheaper, which means your leads are going to be cheaper, which means your acquisition costs are going to be cheaper. So even if you don't do anything, even if you stay the course, you're going to get ahead. You're going to get more bang for your buck. But if you increase your ad spend, it's going to travel farther, faster. So marketing for me right now, I've spent more money on ads in the last 48 hours than I did all last month. So this isn't just me prognosticating here. This is me practicing what I preach. I'm in this with you guys. We're doing these exact same things. And if I can be of help to you in this process, if you need some contextual application of this. So it's one thing and I'm, I, I love teaching. I love sharing this information because I know it helps so many. You know, this is about the fifth time this week that I've taught this particular lesson. I know it helps so many, but if you're sitting there thinking, I need this contextualized to my business, book some time with me. We maxed out my slots earlier this week, but we've opened up some new ones. I would love to chat with you to see if we can help you contextualize this for your business. That's Bulletproof Your Business Day 1. Reduce or downsize your economic footprint. Justin Wise here from justinwise.net. Go get him. If I can be helpful to you during this crazy time, you know how to get a hold of me. You know how it is. All right. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Experimental. If you want to support the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. As small as it might seem, it does wonders to grow the reach of this podcast and reach more entrepreneurs like you with the mission of this show. If you're interested in learning more about the work I do, head on over to starttheexperiment.com. Starttheexperiment.com. And take a look at some of the client success stories on the page. Until the next episode of Experimental, thanks for listening. Thank you.